Hello, welcome to Spilling Chai on the Pain Gap. I'm your host, Anusha Hussain, and one of the things I really love about working in the maternal healthcare space is that this is a solvable issue. It's a solvable crisis. We already have the resources and knowledge that we need to save women's lives in childbirth. And one of the most exciting things is how women of color are coming up with more innovative and technology-based interventions to, to save women's lives. Which brings us to our guest today, Leo George. She's the founder of a uh, digital online community called Wilomi, and I'm going to read you her bio because her background is absolutely incredible. So Leo George is a registered nurse and entrepreneur. How cool is that? <laughs> Focusing on population health. And in response, in response to the nationwide maternal health crisis facing Black women, Leo founded an organization called Wilomi that provides resources and guidance to improve the experiences and outcomes for Black women during their perinatal periods. As a quality improvement specialist at the District of Columbia Primary Care Association, Leo led 15 healthcare centers through value-based practice transformation and oral health primary care integration. Wow. She also served on the leadership team at Mary Center's Capital Clinic Integrated Network that created a city care, citywide care management and coordination program targeting over 170,000 Medicaid high utilizers, the first population program in Washington, D.C., funded by the federal government's Innovation Center. She's our guest today on Spilling Chai, and I can't wait for you to hear our conversation. Thank you so much. So first of all, Lyo, thank you so much uh, for coming on Spilling Chai. I'm so excited to speak with you. And my first question to you is, I was reading this interview about how, I love this so much, about how you didn't want to allow pregnancy and birth to happen to you or enable the healthcare system to do whatever they wanted. Yeah. I need that line tattooed on my forehead. <laughs> that really is what's happening. The healthcare system can do whatever they want. And you know, you're so disempowered in that, in that setting and in the birth process in America. I mean, of course, yeah. this is like my favorite topic. Um, and doctors really act with impunity. So you grew up in Nigeria and DC and your mother was a midwife. Yes. So <laughs> awesome. High five to mama. How did growing up around midwifery influence Wilomi? I can imagine, but for our, for our audience. Yeah, thank you so much for having me here. I'm so excited. Um, you know, we connected right away. Um, yeah, that's a great question. So when I was younger in Nigeria, my mom was practicing mid midwifery there. Oftentimes, like she would help her friends and her, the neighbors, she would be the attendant midwife there. And it's all, it was always like in the house. It was a community kind of thing. Um, if you can imagine it, like um, a, a mom is giving birth in one room and everybody else is in, in, in the living room. And, you know, it's like, it's, it's a very communal thing that happened and it's a very joyful thing. And if you think about it, like the, the word for Walumi is, uh, it's it's derived from a Yoruba word it, uh, from Nigeria called Ekwa Walumi, meaning happy dipping hands. Happy water. dipping hands yeah, in water. It's like yes. the community effect yeah. of the like the just the joy. <laughs> I yeah. mean, we don't want to go into like 
of course, the birth, the mortality rates exist over there too. But in general, um, it's a very joyful moment. And for us, that has kind of changed. It, it, it's in in the United States, right? You get your you, even if you plan the pregnancy, you get your birth, uh, you get your positive test, and you're like, ah, you know, like. <laughs> Yay! And oh you're like God. immediately scared. <laughs> it's like joy for a moment, and then immediately, yeah, fear. Yeah. And and so that that's really that's how midwifery has kind of seen my mom and how what what that what that process looked like. That's that's how it's kind of influenced my journey, and I also it influenced the journey of me becoming a nurse the influence of me thinking for a second that i was going to be a midwife and i realized that that was not my calling <laughs> but but i did become a labor and delivery postpartum nurse and um, from there i kind of journeyed into healthcare administration yeah so you d you did it uh, your own way you did it your own way taking the inspiration of your mother i love what you said about community because i grew up in bangladesh now I've been living here for so long. I still can't say that I'm American. <laughs> but anyhow, because my, my parents still live there. And you're so right. It, I mean, we have so many problems. We used to, I mean, we have gone on to become a development star. We slashed our maternal mortality by 40%. Um, but still a large number, the majority of births take place at home without a skilled yeah. birth attendant, yeah. all of that. But then at, at the same time, we never isolate a, a mother or nope. a, a, a birthing person, the way nope. that you're isolated in America and the way at every stage, you know, it's over-medicalized, uh, you're scared in the hospital, afterwards, postpartum is even worse, you know, no pain. There's like silence. There's like, yeah, silence. And, you know, C-sections are, you know, major surgeries. I had two of them. I think just last year, someone articulated that it's a major surgery, surgery. not just yeah. a bounce back. And then you're made to feel like crap if you can't uh, bounce back. But yes, I, I I talk about this in my book a lot. I don't know if you know Jenny Joseph and- Yeah, I was, I was watching that. <laughs> uh, you know, I just love her and she's all over my book. Um, but how the history of midwifery in America yeah. and how women have just been, I mean, it just went from, do you want black and brown, dirty black and brown immigrant women to give- To, to be, oh, do you want to do it in the sterile- White man hospital and look where we are. And, and that actually yeah. does affect us when, when I started this work and was doing research on what kind of model is good if we were to reframe the model of care for black and brown moms. That's what was my thesis in grad school. What does that look like? And that's how, when I started to understand, oh, this is what happened. And when we are, when we are um, kind of talking to moms, especially middle-class mom, it almost feels like we have to re, reintroduce the idea of midwifery. Yes. Um, so that it's not this thing that's dirty, like that is dirty, <laughs> you know, that's like low-class people do. Um, it, dirty and unsafe yes the unsafe thing is yeah is i think what is ironically more dangerous right for us yeah. to think about it that way because it's actually in the hospitals where yeah. women are are uh dying giving birth in the richest democracy so you <laughs> we're gonna go into the rates um and the numbers of america's maternal mortality crisis soon uh I'm bursting to ask you so many questions. Uh, but my second question is, you said that when you were pregnant with your child, I didn't want to die. Yeah. Um, I wanted a safe and positive experience. 
Thankfully, I love this so much. Thankfully, uh, my experience was very positive because I created it myself. However, this is not a reality for all women of color. You know, I mean, I didn't even know that you can do that. I mean, it's very recent that I have learned, oh, you can literally refuse anything yeah. you want. I, yeah. like, you know, you just don't know that. So uh, what do you say um, to black women who are rightfully afraid to give birth in America? Because I hear it a lot as a brown woman. I hear it a lot in my, in my interviews. I hear it a lot from my friends that they're just like, I didn't want to die. And then talking to me or telling me stories about how the doctor just reaffirm their fears. And one woman just, she ran out. She said, that she told her doctor, I'm <laughs> so scared to give birth. That. Yeah. And her doctor said, well, people die. And she's oh. like, you know, I'm not, you're not giving. So what yeah, you or say? better yet, somebody say, it's just your race. Oh it's yeah. Just, like, well, excuse yes. me, what am I supposed to do with that? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? I don't know what you used to do with that because I think one of the positive, not positives, but one of the good things I feel like about COVID is that we can no longer say that it's race. We know it's racism. And even if you can't articulate it, you can see it. And also the studies back black women. I'm sure you know about the statistic that black women who are college educated are five Doesn't times matter. more likely to die than the white counterpart with the high school degree. Nothing And, and obese. Oh, so yes. Obese to that. Like, yes. Or has any chronic <laughs> condition. You know, it yes. does not matter. It doesn't matter. So what do you say to your friends? What do you say to your uh, clients to, I don't want to say patients, but what do you say to black women? To women of yeah, color? Yeah, um, black and brown moms, I really just tell them that it is possible to own that journey. Um, one of the things that I've learned, even when I was, before I even started my pregnancy journey, is that I saw how other moms, the white moms at my job were doing it. They were like planning ahead, interviewing midwives. Like there was, I, I, I grew up in the District of Columbia and there was this birth, birth, there was one birth in place in DC and they started it off with trying to um, have um, mom, inner city moms be, but then it, it was like 90%, it became 90% like white moms <laughs> because they knew what we didn't know then. Like they were like they were playing there. And I saw like how my coworkers were just, this was before I even started my family. How my, even as a nurse, how my coworker were just like choosing things, choosing what happens after birth, choosing that, making sure that they have their FMLA together, making sure that they have their, um, short-term disability together being off for three months like <laughs> the kind of things like you tell an immigrant mom that you're going to be off for four months or six months she's going to be like what is wrong with you but that's what you need right and so understanding that knowing that if you're a mom if you're a woman of color that you're listening to this and you still have time and you're still planning understand that you can own that journey you, this is the best time to plan. Plan for how you're gonna navigate your work so that you can decrease your stress, right? We want to manage our stress during that time because we know stress does have negative, like stress has a negative impact on how we have our baby. So we wanna make sure we're decreasing that stress. You want to make sure that you, you're financially stable, you're getting your body ready, you're getting your family situation ready, you're getting your support system ready because now we live in a world where everybody's busy, so you might not have support. If you have time to plan, 
time is everything. So make sure that you're aware of that. And especially finances, that's a big stressor. Finances and navigating career, that's a big stressor for us. So if you have time, plan. If you have, if you're already pregnant, look, it's not too late. You have the power of the purse. Meaning, think of having a child as um, like you're going to the store. I always say, if you're going to buy something, you're not going to get a bag or a shoe that you don't like. You're going to say, mm, no, I don't want that. <laughs> you know, like you're going to shop around. You're going to see what you like and what you don't like. And you're paying. You, you see that you're having a copay. You're paying through taxes. So you are a customer. So let's start thinking about that way, like thinking of ourselves as customer and also thinking about um, how we want to, I would want to be treated during this journey and then start putting your team together, um, putting your team together, um, making sure that you are at the center of that care and, and, and making sure that you're enjoying that journey. Um, it's very, very important. I love how, how empowering um, you present uh, your choices and your solutions because you're right. We're almost more picky and more, we're almost more uh, particular when we go to restaurants. Imagine if we don't like our food. <laughs> Ask to see the manager. Hey, women of color can be Karens too. We'll just call ourselves something else. Yes. Karinas. <laughs> we might we might have to deal with a little bit more than uh, than Karens. But yes, yes, you are so you are so right. You have to think about yourself as a consumer. Um, yeah, I have no idea. Women, we have choices. Breaking yeah. news. We really do. And I think like when we encounter the healthcare system, we we kind of freeze a little bit just yes like how, we do I, I, yeah we freeze yes. and we think that they know best yes yes they've gone to school yes they've they've studied these things but when you come to your body your body you live in that body 24 7 yeah so you know you know when things are not right um i recently yeah. had a story of a mom who who was calling um the uh, the emergency room uh mm -hmm. she, so she was home she she felt like something was wrong something was mm -hmm. she was uh, she just had a baby she felt something was wrong she was calling 911 911 would get to her place and tell her she's fine because it would take her blood pressure and it would be fine but she when she takes her blood pressure when nobody's there it's not fine so like i ended up having to tell her when i dropped the from this phone you should call your doctor and make an appointment and the way that we talk shouldn't be i'm not sure what's going on it should yeah. be i need a medication because my blood pressure is high uh, and that's one of the things that we do um that's a, one of our main focus on the app giving moms the language the language yes. yes yes this is so because, important yes yeah because, because how you talk matters and if people can see that you're not sure if you believe yourself I'm not gonna believe you. Yeah, and oh. and what are we asking for, right? Like, for the case of that mom, she she could be like, ah, I don't know, maybe this is a blood pressure cough, maybe. But it's like, no, we know that uh, the new evidence shows that if you have high blood pressure, even just one time, especially mm -hmm. postpartum, yes, you need to be treated. Dangerous. Yes, you need to be treated. There's no preeclampsia. Yeah, it doesn't matter who got that who got that reading. If it's you, if it's not you, mm -hmm. um, and so like being able to say no, I need medication. Yeah. Versus, I'm fine. Let me stay home. Yeah. yeah. So. Oh my goodness. Yeah. How? how yeah. How to be caring in that situation? <laughs> how to speak like a white woman to get the service you need. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> but you're right. We, we don't know that system. And, you know, I mean, it, it is, it's so foreign. I mean, even when I was uh, asked to write over a decade ago, your birth plan, which by the way, went out the window. I put so much thought into that. It's because we don't know. <laughs> Yeah, because you don't, you don't know what's in the back end. You don't know that when you show that birth plan, they're like, okay. Whatever. Like, okay, whatever, lady, you're having a C-section. <laughs> and you're going to be traumatized for life. Um, yeah, oh seriously. And it's such, a, it's such a mental shift as well, because, and I say this in my book, the onus shouldn't be on women. But until things change. Yes. It has yes. to be. And I, the thing to re remember is that you are not the doctor. You are the expert. In your healthcare, like you said, you've been living in this body, but we're not we're not taught to feel like that or we're made to feel comfortable acting like yeah, that. So yeah. yeah. And I'm what sorry. you were saying about um uh, I kind of lost it, but um what you were saying about just like being owning that journey. And I think like having having the language, um yes. I, I think that's what we really we exist to do to navigate because you you almost, I, I, I joke with my moms and I, I'm like, it almost seems like you have to have a, a degree just to be pregnant. You could be a finance person. Yeah. You, could be, you, <laughs> you need a degree. Like, a, a mother, motherhood and pregnancy and motherhood. You do. Yeah, you need a That's degree. your next Wolomi class. <laughs> you should start I, a degree program. Yeah, I got a certificate in the healthcare system for maternal health. In that, America. You know, like, yeah it's like that's not how you're right that's not how it should be yeah. um and but that's why we're here that's why we're companion um and and, and that's I, i'm using my kind of like my my understanding of the healthcare system and how and and translating into that into a companion for moms yes. to kind of understand um how to navigate and also one of the things um, that we are very passionate about is also that making that interdisciplinary care, mm -hmm. making midwifery philosophy accessible to moms. So yes. like on the app, there is our, the midwife has written a weekly, what we call pregnancy moments. Mm -hmm. So that it, it, it touches on what is going on, how to talk to your provider this week, you know, things like that, the, the important things that are very difficult for us, the challenges for us, um, and what's going on in my body mm -hmm. as a woman of color in this instance. Yeah. So that even if you're not seeing a midwife, you have that philosophy on a weekly basis mm -hmm. that's available to you. Um, yeah. I, I love that. It is also a philosophy. Midwifery. I love that. Um, well, for people who don't know, I feel like my listeners do, but for people who don't know the reason uh, Lyo and I are speaking like this and pre preparation, let's get to some of the numbers. So we often yeah. hear, <laughs> I, I always say that motherhood and maternal health, women's health in general in America has such a white image that all the stories and statistics, you know, belong to women of color. Yeah. And, um, you know, we often hear that black women are three to four times more likely to die giving birth in America. But that number is actually 243% more likely to die. So even for people out there who still ask, is racism a thing? <laughs> racist why does it always have to be about race just look at that number because it is to look at that number <laughs> so uh i mean we know this but i still i still have people come to me after writing my book i wrote a book on this be like is it really that bad i had a journalist who was interviewing me bless bless her heart she was she was quite young she was in her 20s but she asked me do you if i ever think that my story was just a one-off 
So my question to you is, do you think awareness is increasing? Are people becoming more aware or are people still, Americans don't believe it's that bad? Well, number one, it's a women issue, right? So like whenever you have a thing that's a women issue, it's never as important as. <laughs> I mean, do I have to say that like the Not other a priority? Part? Not a priority. Um, but we're getting better. We're getting better. In, in fact, you know, one of the person that who kind of pushed me into this entrepreneurship lane is a white pediatrician mm-hmm. who happens to be my professor in grad school. Yeah. And and he understood and mm-hmm. he's like, yeah, you know, like. I don't think you should become an administrator. I think you should like try to do something with this. Um, wow. And so we are getting more support, like we're getting more support, but we still have a long way to go. Yeah, we have such a long way to go. And it's getting worse. The numbers are getting worse. I mean, I'm sure you saw the black maternal, mater, uh, maternal mortality increase by 19% since the pandemic. It's, it's, it's yeah. getting worse and I feel like um, just uh, I, I'm a little bit hesitant but it's getting worse and I'm not sure what the next few years is going to hold for us yeah I don't either especially now with Roe I mean I live in DC and it's just like a bomb has just been dropped I mean not only just about losing safe abortion but what that's going to mean for women's yeah. health period yeah. and also around the world. Yeah, I think women's health in general, um, we, there's, I'm hoping that we get more support, we get more innovation, we get more people try to find their tribe, right? Like yeah. you find your tribe, you find a place to to yeah. start to, to get help. Um, but I think that unfortunately the burden is on us to continue to fight, to continue to, support to continue to get the word out because if not the forces to keep it quiet is 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 bigger yeah it is <laughs> uh and they're all in congress in the senate and um yeah they're all it, white it's, men it's, it's called the patriarchy <laughs> it's real <laughs> yeah, and, yeah and even if you improve that in this country you know like the it's a global it's thing. a global issue yes exactly yeah. yeah and also people who think oh it's happening in america how does it affect me something called u.s foreign policy they will put they already put this stuff in their aid it's tied to aid stipulations look up the global gag rule yeah but it matters what happens in american women's it health ma- and it matters. matters so yeah. yes because i hear this a lot especially from women back home like, oh you're always talking about american women's rights what about us i'm like well we're gonna get the reper- repercussions trust me but <laughs> but even in i mean i know in in a lot of African countries, believe it or not, some of these rights are very, very stringent. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know, um, yeah, where like women are like secretly doing things and getting yeah. themselves into problems where, you know, they're meeting their death, you know, like. Well, that's what's going to happen here too. And that's what people say. Yeah. Women are still going to have abortions. Women no, have always abortions. been having, are, will they be safe? Will they get mutilated? Will they die? Will they be back alley? Also, yes. That's the problem. That's why we yeah. wanted to always keep abortion, right? Safe yeah. and rare, but here we are. Here we are. Um, so I don't know if you know about the Earth app by Kimberly. Yes, so yes, yes. I love, you know, she was also on um, this show and I love her so much, but it, it kind of reminded me of that. I love that you're like kind of like crowdsourcing information, creating your 
own uh, communities. And, um, you know, my husband is in the tech space, so I am very, I'm always about this. But do you, how can tech interventions save women's lives? Yes. I, I mean, I, yes. yes. <laughs> I just, I just said a story because um, we currently have a, a partnership with March of Dimes in the DC area. Mm-hmm. And so that was an, a story from that. Like, because of that program, we were able to save that mom's life where she was at home suffering, um, feeling like, oh, something is not right, but the healthcare system is telling me I'm fine. And we were able to come in and and give her the words like to Mm -hmm. use. Um, And then she she made that appointment and she was transferred to the hospital. Like from that, and she was there for three days. Like imagine if there was, imagine if there was nobody, there's no, if she hadn't reached out yes to anybody it was funny because it was her friend that actually reached out and then from (laughs) you know so like the thing with tech is like it's there Mm -hmm. that when we think of for example nursing and all that i say that this is like community health nursing like nurse the community is digital Yes. Community is digital. And so we are just bringing nursing intervention, nursing thought process to moms um, because they're online. You're bringing the information online. Yeah. Yeah. They're online. And also the other thing is like what we find out is just because we made it um, a lot of solutions, just because you made it digital does not mean it's culturally competent. It's a safe space. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so that's one of the things that we bring to the table is that yes, there might be all this other other platform out there, but like what we bring to the table yeah. is the ability for the mom to feel safe because mm-hmm. that's what's missing with the healthcare system: the ability to feel safe. So there's a gap there. When the mom feels safe, then they're able to say, hey, yes. this is really what's going on with me. This is, mm-hmm. this is, what, what should I do? Yeah. This is the conversation that happened with my provider. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think? And that's kind of, if you get on the app, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of, oh, this is what happened um, in my conversation. What did you guys think? Am I alone in this? Yeah. And mom starts to feel safe to ask questions, to kind of challenge some of the things and that in a, in a space that they feel it's not other they don't feel othered mm-hmm. well yeah sorry it, it, not othered and also the thing is is that when you don't feel like you're you have to feel like you're being listened to yeah otherwise we stop talking too yeah right? yeah yeah <laughs> so that yeah. is so important and i feel like that's another positive from the pandemic that we have seen just like people are thinking oh you can work from home you can connect virtually, you yes. know, but yes. you're right for a very long time. If it was online or tech or an app through an app, it was kind of dismissed. Yeah. Um, right away. So this is my last question to you. Um, okay. <laughs> this quote, this quote of yours, I love so much. Uh, I always try to end on a positive note and I've been really good at, uh, good about it, but with Roe, I'm just like, oh my God, I'm <laughs> but I'm still trying not to give up. Um, so this quote of yours, I love so much because you say, about pregnancy, this is a joyful moment. Yes. You can have joy with the right information. Now birthing itself can be unpredictable, but you can own it. 
A lot of times we get pregnant and the healthcare system just takes over. This is so true. Uh, and then we have the baby and it's like, that was nuts <laughs> for the past nine months or so. I don't know what the hell happened. This is all so true guys. And then you're just, I, this is such a long quote. I'm like reading the whole passage because it was it's so good. And then you're just thrown into motherhood. We don't have to have that kind of experience. So when no. you're coming to Wolomi, our hope is that you find a partner and a companion and that you are joyful. Coming time, she says joy. It's a joyful experience because you have the knowledge to go through the experience boldly and joyfully. You can have joy and you should have joy. joy. You deserve it. You deserve joy and you deserve to own that journey. I love how many times you said joy. I love your emphasis on it. I feel like black women, I, I know with my friends and brown women too. Maybe it's, isn't it an immigrant women thing? We feel like we do not deserve joy. What's going on? <laughs> we have to work ourselves. We have to work ourselves to the ground and like just one thing as yeah. We're like joy. What's that? So yes, you're so right. Take the fear. It's, it's time of celebration. Where are all the you're women? Bringing, yeah, you're bringing a, a kid into the world. You're like you're expanding your your footprints. Your generation. Like there's so much yeah. that that is that process there's so much positivity that's that process and that's why we start with it's a community thing it's a joyful thing don't let let's not let others define what it is for us let's not let them tell us that it's we're gonna die you know yes. um, i wish i had met you before i had given birth i wish somebody had said that to me right remember yeah. your joy and that you have yeah. a right it's your right it really yeah. it is um, yeah and for us that looks like one of the pillars other than making midwifery accessible midwifery accessible is making sure that perinatal mental health is a part of everything that we do like we screen moms when they get on the app um, our pregnancy circle includes it's 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 moderated by a therapist you know everything so that you are sometimes our pregnancies are good it's a crying piece mm -hmm. but it's okay you know like <laughs> it's like it's okay because oftentimes a lot of the mom are not going to contact the therapist or have never talked to a therapist mm -hmm. or don't have the space to all the time to just say um i don't feel so good i just mm -hmm. and, and we have all these hormones anyway during that time so i just need to be able to let it out <laughs> Yeah. Cut it out. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much, Lyo. This was such a great conversation. I could talk to you forever. <laughs> this was awesome. Um, and tell people where they can find Wilomi. Is it on the App Store? Where do we go? Yes. Yeah, so to spell it as W W W. Well, that's the one. <laughs> w, w as well. <laughs> you don't have to give the URL. <laughs> uh, to spell the, the Wilomi is. W-O-L-O-M-I. <laughs> yeah, so find it on our website. You can find us on Instagram at underscore Wallomi. Uh, it's on the App Store. Either you have Android or iOS, whichever one. Um, just type in W-O-L-O-M-I and there you go. You, there you go. Yeah, we're looking forward to seeing everyone there. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much. It takes a village and whether it's virtual or in person, we yes. need it all the same. Thank you so much. I hope our listeners find their joy and thank yeah. you so much for giving us uh, the roadmap to it, to finding it. Thank you thank for you. having me today. Thank you so much. I will be in touch very soon. Thank you. Have a good one.